Hello and welcome to All Things Plantagenet. My name is Donnie Hazel and I am your host. To all my original listeners, welcome back. To all my new listeners, welcome. If you enjoy the podcast and wish to support this show, you can help support it by clicking on the support link in the description of any episode. I have also created a website, www.allthingsplantagenet.com where you can find additional information and resources, as well as the episodes for this podcast. There is also a link on the website to the Facebook page for All Things Plantagenet. Okay, so now on to the show. Show us by these colors for thy foes. This pale and angry rose, a symbol white of my blood-drinking hate. Welcome, Queen Margaret. My king. Civil dissension is a viperous worm that gnaws the bowels of the Commonwealth. I am far better born than is the king. That gold should round and girt these brows of mine. Call forth our troops and bid them arm themselves. We shall return to wear our crown. Boys! Edward. George and Richard! mighty power is marching hitherward in proud array. They will be here by morning. Where is the Queen? She's with the Duke of Somerset within. Oh. Could this kiss be printed in thy hand? A wilderness is populous enough if I but have thy heavenly company. For where thou art, there is the world itself. And where thou art not, desolation. Yield or die, Somerset. Thank <laughs> you. 
I know thee, Somerset. Obscure and lowly swain await. The honorable blood of Lancaster must not be shed by such a jaded groom. Thou kin, puddle, sink, whose filth and dirt trouble the silver spring where England drinks. Thy lips that kissed the queen shall sweep the ground. For now the house of York burns with revenging fire. It is impossible that I should die by such a lowly vassal as thyself. Thy words move rage and not remorse in me. Aye, but my deeds shall stay thy fury soon. <coughs> if you don't know, now will you stoop. True nobility is exempt from fear. Come. Show what cruelty thou canst, that this, my death, may never be forgotten. Father! Where's my father? Suffolk! Where's the Duke of Suffolk? Father! The promised flames of the last day knit earth and heaven together. 
even at this sight. My heart is turned to stone. Henceforth, I will not have to do with pity. In cruelty will I seek out my fame. Margaret on revenge and cease to weep. But who can cease to weep and look on this? My hope is gone. Alas, my queen. Fear me, love, if that I were dead, thou wouldst not mourn so much for me. Margaret, God, our hope, will succor us. Come, we must away from here. We shall to London get. Well, you are loved. sword thou hast fought well today so have we all there is one old supporter of the king is either slain or wounded dangerously but this is true father behold his blood why that's my son did anyone see or hear the fate of somerset the foulest canker of the blood red rose my lord of york here is the duke of somerset who I encountered ere the battle joined. <laughs> Speak thou for me and tell them what I did. <laughs> what? Is your grace dead, my lord of Somerset? <laughs> Thus do I hope to shake King Henry's hand! Yeah! It be true the king has fled to London. We will pursue him there. Sound drum and trumpets unto London all! 
and more such days as these to us befall! of the fearful king. And this the regal seat. Possess it, York, for this is thine and not King Henry's heirs. Assist me then, sweet Warwick, and I will. We'll all assist you. He that flies shall die. Thanks. Gentle Vernon. Stay by me then, my lord. And when the king comes, offer him no violence, unless he seek to thrust you out perforce. The Queen, this day here, holds her Parliament. But little thinks we shall be of her counsel. Uh, by words and blows, here let us claim our right. The bloody Parliament shall it be called unless Plantagenet, Duke of York, be king. And bashful Henry deposed, whose cowardice hath made us bywords to our enemies. And leave me not, my lords. Be resolute. I mean to take possession of my right. Neither the king, nor he that loves him best, dares stir a wing if Warwick shake his bells. Now plant, plant Tajanet. Root him up who dares. My son. I cannot prove it! Be patient, gentlemen. 
one of Westmere. The gracious lord. Peter in the parliament let us assail the family of York. Far be the thought of it from Henry's heart to make a shambles of the parliament house. Know you not the city favors them and they have troops of soldiers at their beck. And when the duke is slain, they will quickly fly. Cousin of Exeter, frowns, words, and threats shall be the war that Henry means to use. Thou factious Duke of York, descend my throne and kneel for grace and mercy at my feet. I am thy sovereign. I am thine. For shame, come down. He made the Duke of York. It's my inheritance, as the earldom was. Thy father was a traitor to the crown. Exeter, thou art a traitor to the crown in following this usurping Henry. Whom should he follow but his natural king? True, Clifford, and that's Richard, Duke of York. And shall I stand, and thou sit in my throne? It must and shall be so. Content thyself. both King and Duke of Lancaster, and that the Lord of Westmoreland shall maintain. And Warwick shall disprove it. You forget that we are those which chased you from the field, and who slew your father, youthful Clifford. Yes, Warwick, I remember it to my grief. Plantagenet, of thee and these thy sons, thy kinsmen and thy friends, I'll have more lives than drops of blood were in my father's veins. Will we show you our title to the crown? If not, our swords shall plead it in the field. What title hast thou, traitor to the crown? Thy father was, as thou art, Duke of York. I am the son of Henry V, who made the Dauphin and the French to stoop and seized upon their towns and provinces. Talk not of France, since thou hast lost it all. The Lord Protector lost it, and not I. When I was crowned, I was but nine months old. You're old enough now, and yet methinks you lose. Father, tear the crown from the usurper's head. Sweet Father Jesus, set it on your head. Sound drums and trumpets, and the king will fly. Sons, peace. Thinkst thou that I will leave my kingly throne wherein my grandsire and my father sat? No, first shall war unpeople this my realm. My title's good and better far than his. Prove it, Henry, and thou shalt be king. Henry the Fourth, by conquest, got the crown. It was by rebellion against his king. Richard resigned the crown to Henry the Fourth, whose heir my father was, and I am his. He rose against him and made him to resign the crown perforce. 
Suppose he did it unconstrained. Think you to are prejudicial to his crown? No. For he could not so resign his crown, but that the next heir should succeed and reign. Art thou against us, Duke of Exeter? My conscience tells me he is lawful king. All will revolt from me and turn to him. What mutter you, or what conspire you, lords? Do right unto this princely Duke of York, or I will fill the house with armored men, and over the chair of state where now he sits, write up his title with usurping blood! My lord of Warwick! Hear me but one word. Let me, for this my lifetime, reign as king. Confirm the crown to me and to mine heirs, and thou shalt reign in quiet while thou list. I am content. Richard Plantagenet, enjoy the kingdom after my decease. What wrong is this unto the prince your son? Base! Fearful! And despairing, Henry, how hast thou injured both thyself and us? I cannot stay to hear these articles. Come, cousin. Let us tell the queen these news. Farewell, faint-hearted and degenerate king, in whose cold blood no spark of honor bites. Turn this way, Henry, and regard them not. They seek revenge, and therefore will not yield. Oh, Exeter. Why should you sigh? Not for myself, Lord Warwick, but my son, whom I unnaturally now disinherit. But be it as it may, I here entail the crown to thee and to thine heirs forever. Conditionally, that here thou take an oath to cease this civil war, and whilst I live, to honor me as thy king and sovereign. This oath I willingly take and will perform. Long live King Henry. Long live King Henry. And long live thou, and these thy forward sons. Now York and Lancaster are reconciled. Accursed be he that seeks to make them foes. Come, boys.
wretched man! Would I had died a maid, and never seen thee, never borne thee, son, seeing thou hast proved so unnatural a father. Hadst thou but loved him half so well as I, or felt that pain which I did for him once, or nourished him as I did with my blood, thou wouldst have left thy dearest heart blood there, rather than have that savage duke thine heir, and disinherited thine only son. Pardon me, Margaret. The Earl of Warwick and the Duke enforced me. Enforced thee? Art thou king? And wilt be forced? I shame to hear thee speak. Oh, timorous wretch. Had I been there, which am a silly woman, the soldiers would have tossed me on their pikes before I would have granted to that act. But thou preferst thy life to thine honour, as seeing thou dost. I here divorced myself, both from thy table, Henry, and thy bed, till the Act of Parliament be repealed, whereby my son is disinherited. The lords that have forsworn thy coward colours will follow mine to thy foul disgrace and utter ruin of the House of York. Thus do I leave thee. Stay. Gentle Margaret, and he hear me speak. Thou hast spoke too much already. Though I be not the eldest, give me leave. No, I can better play the orator. But I have reasons strong and forcible. Why? How now, sons? Let us strife. What is thy quarrel? How began it first? No quarrel, a slight contention. About what? The crown of England, father, which is yours. Mine, boy. Not till King Henry be dead. Your right depends not on his life or death. Now you are heir, therefore enjoy it now. By giving the House of Lancaster leave to breathe, it will outrun you, father, in the end. I took an oath. But he should quietly reign. For a kingdom, any oath may be broken. I would break a thousand oaths to reign one year. Oh, God forbid your grace should be forsworn. So I shall. By claim by open war. I will prove the opposite, if you will hear me speak. Thou canst not, son. It is impossible. Oath is of no moment, being not took before a true and lawful magistrate that hath authority over him that swears. Henry had none, but did usurp his place. Then since twas he that made you to depose, your oath, my lord, is vain and frivolous, therefore to arms. Father, do I think how sweet a thing it is to wear a crown? Why do we linger thus? I will not rest until the white rose I wear is dyed even in the lukewarm blood of Henry's heart. Richard! Enough. My lord! I shall speak more of this. The queen with all the northern earls and lords intends here to besiege you in your house. She's hard by, my lord. Edward and George, you both will stay with me. Richard and Edmund with thy mother fly. Father, we'll win them. Fear it not. Come, son. Edward! 
Edmund! Oh, Richard, look to thy mother! Let's issue forth and bid them battle straight. I am too mean a subject for thy wrath. Be thou revenged on men and let me live. Thou speakest in vain, poor boy. My father's blood hath stopped the passage where thy words should enter. The sight of any of the house of York is as a fury to torment my soul until I root out their accursed line and leave not one alive. I live in hell. Therefore... Oh, let me pray! Let me pray before I take my death. To thee I pray, sweet Clifford, pity me. Thy father slew my father. Therefore, die.
bullet. I dare your quenchless fury to more rage. I will not bend thee with thee word for word, but buckle with thee. Blows twice two for one. Causes I would prolong a while the traitor's life. <gasps> Come, make a meal upon this dunghill here. your mess of sums to back you now. <laughs> Where is your darling Edmund? <laughs> Crab for York. Look, York. I stain this napkin with the blood that valiant Clifford with his weapon spike made issue from the neck of the young boy. I give thee this to dry thy cheeks with all. <laughs> Why art thou patient, man? Thou shouldst be mad. York cannot speak without a crown. Hold you his hands, whilst I do set it on. chair and this is he was his adopted heir <sighs> but how is it that great plantagenet is crowned <sighs> so soon and broke his solemn oath as i bethink me you should not be king till our king henry had shook hands with death with a crown, and with a crown, his head. It's my office, for my father's sake. Oh. Oh. Stay. Let's hear the orisons he makes. <laughs> she will for France. 
who tiger's heart wrapped in a woman's eye. Take thy crown, and with thy crown my curse, that in thy need such comfort come to thee, as I now reap from thy too cruel hand. Hard hearted take me from the world. My soul to heaven. My curse upon your heads! Is for my father's death. And here's the right, our gentle-hearted king. Here's to avenge beloved Somerset. I wonder how a princely father escapes. His sword. Farewell to the glorious sun. Dazzle mine eyes, or do I see three suns? Three glorious suns. Each one a perfect sun. Not separated by the racking clouds, but severed in a pale, clear, shining sky. See, see, they join embrace and seem to kiss as if they vowed some league inviolable. Now are they but one lamp, one light, one sun. In this, the heavens figures some event. I think it cites us, brother, to the field, that we, the sons of brave Plantagenet, shall join our lights together and overshine the earth as this the world. But here comes one whose heavy looks foretell some dreadful story hanging on his tongue. looker on when as the noble Duke of York was slain. By many hands your father was subdued, but only slaughtered by the ireful arm of unrelenting Clifford and the Queen, who crowned the gracious Duke in high despite. 
laughed in his face, and when with grief he wept, the ruthless queen gave him to dry his cheeks. A napkin, steeped in the harmless blood of sweet young Edmund by rough Clifford slain. After many scorns, many foul taunts, they took his head. And high on the city gates they set the same. And there it doth remain. The saddest spectacle that e'er I viewed. Sweet Duke of York. Our prop to lean upon. Now thou art gone, we have no staff, no stay. Oh, Clifford, boisterous Clifford. Thou hast slain the flower of Europe by his chivalry. Now my soul's palace is become a prison. For never henceforth shall I joy again. Oh, never shall I see more joy. Blows and revenge for me. Richard, I bear thy name, and I will avenge thy death or die by attempting it. His name that valiant duke hath left with thee, his dukedom and his chair with me is left. For the chair and dukedom, throne and kingdom, say either they are thine, or else thou art not his. Ah, now, fair lord, thou shalt know. This strong right hand of mine can pluck the diadem from faint Henry's head, were he as famous and as bold in war as he is famed for mildness, peace, and prayer. But in this troublous time, what's to be done? Shall we go throw our coats of steel away? Or shall we, on the helmets of our foes, tell our devotion with revengeful arms? If for the last, say I and to it, lords! I therefore Warwick came to seek you out. Now, friends, to London will we march and once again cry charge upon our foes. Lord Warwick, on thy shoulder will I lean. And when thou failst, God forbid the hour, must Edward fall, which peril heaven forfend. No longer Earl of March. Duke of York. The next degree is England's royal throne, for King of England shalt thou be proclaimed in every borough as we pass along. King Edward! Welcome, my lords. Yonder's the head of that arch enemy that sought to be encompassed with your crown. Doth not the object cheer your heart, my lord? To see this sight, it irks my very soul. Withhold revenge, dear God. My gracious niece. This too much lenity and harmful pity must be laid aside. And this is York did level at thy crown. 
He but a duke would have his son a king. Thou being a king, blessed with a goodly son, didst yield consent to disinherit him, which argued the most unloving father. Were it not pity that this godly boy should lose his birthright by his father's fault? Look on the boy and steal thy melting heart. Clifford, didst thou never hear that things ill-got had ever bad success? And happy always was it for that son whose father for his hoarding went to hell. I'll leave my son my virtuous deeds behind, and would my father had left me no more. Cousin York, wouldst thy best friends did know how it doth grieve me that thou art thus slain. My lord, cheer up your spirits. Our foes are nigh, and this soft courage makes your followers faint. You promised knighthood to our forward, sir. And sheath your sword, and dub him presently. Edward, kneel down. Edward, Ned, Prince of Wales, arise a knight and learn this lesson. Draw thy sword in right. My gracious father, by our kingly leave, I will defend our crown unto the death. Ali! Royal commanders, be in readiness. For with a band of strongly armoured men comes Warwick, backing of the Duke of York, now Edward, made so by his father's death. They all proclaim him king. Prepare your battle, for they are at hand. I would, Your Highness, would keep from the field. The Queen hath best success when you are absent. Good, my lord, and leave us to our fortune. Well, th that's my fortune too. Therefore, I'll come. Be it with resolution, then. The fight!
was ever king that joyed in earthly throne and could command no more content than I. No sooner was I crept out of my cradle, but I was made a king at nine months old. Was never subject longed to be a king as I do long and wish to be a subject. I crook back. Here I stand to answer thee. Twas you that killed my brother, was it not? Aye. This is the hand that stabbed thy father York. And here is the hand that slew thy brother Edmund. And this is the heart that triumphs in their death. Speak not spite. For you shall sup with Jesus Christ tonight. Foul stigmatic. That's more than thou canst tell. If not in heaven, you'll surely sup in hell. Come at thee. Stab your father's bosom. I'll split my breast. Dispatch me, Richard. Have mercy. And dispatch. Dispatch me, Richard. Have mercy. Richard! in this luckless realm that left no mourning widows for our death. The foe is merciless and will not pity. Much abuse of blood doth make me faint. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
This man, like me, a humble foot soldier, now killed by me, will have no use for coins. Ill blows the wind that profits nobody. Where are your crowns, old man? Give me thy gold, if thou hast any gold, for I have bought it with a hundred blows. What's this? Oh, God. It is my father's face. Forgetting such events. But I, who at his hands received my life, have by my hands of life bereaved him. Oh no. No, no. It is my oldest son. Pardon me, God. I knew not what I did. Pardon, Father, for I knew not thee. <laughs> oh, pity God's miserable end. Oh, pity. Pity. Gentle heaven. Pity. Uh, I'll bear the ends. Where I may weep my fill. I'll bear thee hence. And let them fight the will. <laughs> Would that I were dead. If God's good will were so. For what is in this world? but grief and woe. Away, madam, away. The king is missing. York triumphs and wallows in our spilt blood. Away! Now breathe we, lords. Good fortune bids us pause and smooths the frowns of war with peaceful looks. Whose soul is that who takes a heavy leave? And now the battle's ended, if friend or foe, let him be gently used. Revoke that doom of mercy. For tis pitiful. From off the city gates, fetch down the head. Your father's head, which Clifford placed there. Instead, whereof, let his supply the room. Measure for measure must be answered. Lift up that fatal screech owl to our house that nothing sung but death to us and ours. 
I think his understanding is bereft. Speak, Clifford. Dost thou know who speaks to thee? <laughs> Dark, cloudy death or shades his beams of light. And he nor sees nor hears us what we say. Clifford, ask mercy and obtain no grace. What? Not an oath? Yeah, the world goes hard and Clifford cannot spare an oath for his friends. I know by that he's dead. Off with the traitor's head. Then to the palace with triumphant march. There to be crowned England's royal king. Even as thou wilt, sweet Warwick, let it be. For in thy shoulder do I build my seat. Richard, I will create thee Duke of Gloucester, George of Clarence, Warwick, as ourselves shall do and undo as him pleaseth best. Now to London, to see these honors in possession. <laughs> Even of pure love, I greet mine own land with my wishful sight. No, Harry! Harry, it is no land of thine. Thy place is filled. Thy scepter wrung from thee. Thy balm washed off wherewith thou wast anointed. No bending knee will call thee season now. No, not a man comes for redress of thee. How can I help them, and not myself? <laughs> I 
face these sour adversaries, for wise men say it is the wisest course. This is the former king. Let's seize upon him. Forbear a while. God, methinks it were a happy life to be no better than a homely swain. Thereby to see the minutes, how they run, how many make the hour full, complete, how many hours bring about the day, how many days will finish up the year. How many years a mortal man may live. And when this is known, then to divide the times. So many hours must I tend my flock. So many days my youths have been with young. So many years ere I shall shear the fleece. So, minutes, hours, days, months and years passed over to the end they were created, would bring white hairs onto a quiet grave. What a life was this. How sweet, how lovely. Gives not the hawthorn bush a sweeter shade to shepherds looking on their silly sheep and doth a rich, embroidered canopy to kings that, that veer their subjects' treachery. Oh, yes, it does. A thousandfold it does. Say, what art thou that talks of kings and queens? More than I seem, and less than I was born to form. Men may talk of kings, and why not I? Ah. Thou talkst as if thou wert a king. Why, so I am, in mind, and that's enough. If thou be a king, where is thy crown? My crown is in my heart. Not on my head, nor to be seen. My crown is called content. Crown it is that seldom kings enjoy. Well, if thou be a king, crowned with content, you must be contented to go along with us.
is your lordship's business in France? To make the French king's sister Edward's queen. So shall we sinew both these lands together, and having France our friend, we shall not dread the scattered foe that hopes to rise again. <laughs> Thus Margaret used her state and birth to gain sanctuary for her and her son at the very heart of Louis's court. King Louis cannot greatly sting to hurt, yet look to have him buzz to offend her ears. He is a prince soon won with moving words. <laughs> King Louis has been tainted with remorse to hear and see her plaints, her brinish tears. Queen Margaret is a subtle orator. The tiger will be mild whilst she doth mourn. Thou speaks truth. Farewell, my lord. Lord Hastings. Farewell. King of England, an educate field, this lady's husband, Sir Richard Grey, was slain. His lands then seized on by Lancastrians. Her suit is now to repossess those lands. Your Highness shall do well to grant her suit. It were dishonor to deny her. Oh, well, widow, we will consider of your suit and come some other time to know our mind. Right, gracious Lord, I cannot brook delay. May it please your Highness to resolve me now, and what your pleasure is shall satisfy me. I see the lady hath a thing to grant before the king will grant her humble suit. How many children hast thou, widow? Tell me. One son, my gracious lord. It's a pity he should lose his father's lands. Be pitiful, dread lord, and grant it then. Lords, give us leave. Tell me, madam, do you love your son? Aye, full as dearly as I love myself. And would you not do much to do him good? To do him good, I would sustain some harm. Then get your husband's lands to do him good. Therefore, I came unto your majesty. What service wilt thou do me if I give them? What you command that rests in me to do. But you will take exceptions to my boon. No, gracious lord, except I cannot do it. Aye, but thou canst do what I do mean to ask. Well, then I will do what your grace commands. What stops, my lord? Shall I not hear my task? An easy task. It is but to love a king. That's soon performed, because I am a subject. No, by my troth, I did not mean such love. Well, then, you mean not as I thought you did. To tell thee plain, I aim to lie with thee. To tell you plain, I had rather lie in prison. <laughs> Why, then, thou shalt not have thy husband's lands. Well, then, mine honesty shall be my dower, for by that loss I will not purchase them. Therein thou wrongst thy child mightily. Herein your highness wrongs both him and me. In thy suggestion I become thy whore. 
You do mistake my meaning, lady. Say that King Edward take thee for his queen. <laughs> his queen, my lord. Sweet widow. By my state, I swear to thee, I mean no more than what my soul intends. And that is to enjoy thee for my love. And that is more than I will yield unto. Listen to me, widow. I did mean my queen. Welcome, brave Warwick. What brings thee to France? From worthy Edward, King of Albion, I come in kindness and unfeigned love. First, to crave a league of amity, and then to confirm that friendship with a nuptial knot, if thou vouchsafe to grant that virtuous Lady Bonner, thy fair sister, to England's king in lawful marriage. King Louis and Lady Bonner, hear me speak before you answer Warwick. His demand springs not from Edward's well-meant honest love, but from deceit, bred by necessity. For how can tyrants safely govern home unless abroad they purchase great alliance? Injurious, Margaret. And why not queen? Because thy father Henry did usurp, and she is no more queen than thou art, prince. Why, Warwick? Canst thou speak against thy true king and not betray thy treason with a blush? For shame, Oxford. Leave Henry and call Edward king. No, Warwick. No. While life upholds this arm, this arm upholds the house of Lancaster. And I the house of York! Warwick, tell me, even upon thy conscience, is Edward your true king? For I will loathe to link with him that were not lawful chosen. Thereon I pawn my credit and mine honor. Our sister shall be Edwards. Until today, Louis was Henry's friend. And still is friend to him and Margaret. And shall you have all kindness at my hand that your estate requires, and mine can you. Warwick, this is some post to us or thee. My lord of Warwick, this letter is for you sent from your brother. This, from our king unto your highness. And Margaret, this for you, from whom I know not. Has your king married 
the Lady Grey. Is this the alliance that he seeks with France? Dare he presume to scorn us in this matter? Inouye, I here protest in sight of heaven that I am clear from this misdeed of Edward's. No more, my king, for he dishonors me. But most himself, if he could see his shame. Did I impale him with the regal crown? Did I put Henry from his native right? And I'm rewarded at the last with shame? Shame on himself for my desert, his honor! I hear renounce him and return to Henry. My noble queen, let former grudges pass, and henceforth I am thy true servitor. I will revenge this wrong to Lady Bonner, and replant Henry in his former state. Warwick. These words have turned my hate to love. And... I forgive and quite forget old faults and joy that thou becomest King Henry's friend. So much his friend, I, his unfeigned friend, that if King Louis will vouchsafe to furnish us with some few bands of chosen soldiers, I'll undertake to land them on our coast and force the tyrant from his seat by war. Dear brother. How shall Bonner be revenged but by thy help to this distressed queen? You shall have aid. Let me give humble thanks for all at once. Then, England's messenger, return in post and tell false Edward, thy supposed king, that Louis of France is sending over maskers to revel it with him and his new bride. Tell him I am ready to put armor on. Tell him from me that he hath done me wrong, therefore I'll uncrown him at belong. Warwick, answer me one doubt. What pledge have we of thy firm loyalty? This assures my constant loyalty, that if our queen and this young prince agree, I'll join my youngest daughter, Lady Anne. To him forthwith in holy wedlock bands. Yes, I agree. And thank you for your motion. Son Edward. Yes, I accept. Now here, to pledge my vow, I give my hand. I long till Edward fall by war's mischance for mocking marriage with a dame of France!
Now, brother of Clarence, I like your choice of wife. I am your king, and I must have my will. And shall have your will because our king. Yet hasty marriage seldom proveth well. Hey, brother Richard, are you offended too? Not I, no. God forbid that I should wish them severed whom God hath joined together. Setting your scorns and your mislike aside, give me some reason why thou disapproves of Elizabeth as my wife and England's queen. Speak freely what you think. Then, to have joined with France in sound alliance by marrying the proud King Louis' sister would more have strengthened this, our commonwealth, than any home-bred marriage. I what of that? It was my will and grant, and for this once, my will shall stand for law. And yet, methinks your grace hath not done well to give the heir and daughter of Lord Scales unto the brother of your loving bride. She better would have suited me than Rivers. <laughs> Alas, poor Clarence, is it for a wife that thou art malcontent? <laughs> I will provide thee. Well, in choosing for yourself, you've shown your judgment, which being shallow, you shall give me leave to play the broker in mine own behalf. And to that end, I surely mind to leave you. Leave me or tarry. Edward will be king and not be tied unto his brother's will. My lord, their dislike to whom I would be pleasing doth cloud my joys with danger and with sorrow. My love, forbear to fawn upon their frowns. What danger or what sorrow can befall you so long as Edward is thy constant friend and their true sovereign whom they must obey? Whom they shall obey and love thee too. Unless they seek for hatred at my hands. My liege. Well, letters are what news from France, good Hastings, or answer makes King Louis unto our letters. Go tell false Edward, thy supposed king, that Louis of France is sending over maskers to revel it with him and his new bride. Is Louis so brave? But what said Henry's queen, for I'm sure that she was there in place? Tell him, quoth she, I am ready to put armour on. Oh, belike she minds to play the Amazon. But what said Warwick to these injuries? He more incensed against your majesty than all the rest, sent to my liege these words. Tell him from me that he hath done me wrong, and therefore I'll uncrown him at belong. Ha! Does the traitor breathe out so proud words? Well, well, army being thus forewarned, they shall have wars and pay for their presumption. <laughs> I would say, is Warwick friends with Margaret? Aye. Gracious Sovereign, they're so linked in friendship that the young prince will marry Warwick's daughter, Anne. Now, brother king, farewell and sit you fast. For I will hence to Warwick's other daughter, that though I want a kingdom, yet in marriage may I not prove inferior to yourself. My brother flies to Warwick, yet am I armed against the worst can happen, and haste is needful in this desperate case. They are already, or quickly will be, landed. I need to levy men and make for war. But ere I go, Brother Richard, tell me if you love Warwick more than me. If it be so, then go, depart to him. 
I rather wish for foes than hollow friends. Will you stand by us? Yay. And in despite of those that shall withstand you. Trust me, my lord, all hitherto goes well. The common people by numbers swarm to us. And see where Clarence waits. Speak suddenly, my lord. Are we all friends? Fear not that, my lord. Say, gentle Clarence, welcome unto Warwick. I hold it cowardice to rest mistrustful where a noble heart hath pawned an open hand in sign of love. Else might I think that Clarence Edward's brother were but a feigned friend to our proceedings. But welcome, George. My younger daughter shall be thine. My lord. Father.
good work of the God thou set me free. He was the author, thou the instrument. Therefore, that I may conquer fortune's spite and that the people of this blessed land may not be punished by my thwarting stars work although my head still wear the crown I here resign my government to thee for thou art fortunate in all thy deeds and I choose only Clarence for protector Warwick and Clarence give me both your hands now join your hands and with your hands your hearts that no dissension hinder government, I make you both protectors of this land. While I myself will lead a private life here and spend my latter days in devotion to sin's rebuke and my creator's praise. We're yoked together like a double shadow to Henry's body and supply his place. Then for the first of all your chief affairs, let me entreat, for I command no more, that Margaret, your queen, be sent for to return from France with speed. It shall be done, my sovereign, with all speed. And Exeter, what youth is that of whom you seem to have so tender care? My liege, it is young Henry, Earl of Richmond. After yourself and your young son, the Prince, he is the last descendant of old John of Gaunt. He is the House of Lancaster. Come hither, England's hope. If secret powers suggest but truth to my divining thoughts, this pretty lad will prove our country's bliss. Make much of him, lords. Come, sit by me. What counsel, lords? Let's levy men. Meet Edward in the field. Farewell, sweet lords. Let's meet at Tewkesbury. With this young Richmond, forthwith I'll take him hence to Brittany, till storms be past of civil enmity. It shall be so.
see where the surly Warwick sits. Bite his sportful Edward come. Now, Warwick, wilt thou, as is thy duty, speak gentle words and humbly bend thy knee? Call me thy king, and at my hands beg mercy. Nay, rather, wilt thou draw thy forces hence? Confess who set thee up and plucked thee down. Call Warwick patron and be penitent, and thou shalt still remain the Duke of York. He is not a dukedom, sir. A goodly gift. I will do thee service for so good a gift. Tis I that gave the kingdom to thy brother. Why, then tis mine, if but by Warwick's gift. Come, Warwick, take the time. Kneel down. Kneel down! May when strike now, or else the iron cools. I had rather chop his hand off at a blow, and with the other fling it at thy face than bear so low a sail. <laughs> Hello. Where George of Clarence sweeps along. With whom an upright zeal to right prevails. More than the nature of a brother's love. Come, Clarence, come. Thou wilt, if Warwick call. Father of Warwick, know you what this means. Look here. I throw my infamy at thee. I will not ruinate my father's house, who gave his blood to lime the stones together and set up Lancaster. I am so sorry for my trespass made had to deserve well at my brother's hands. I here proclaim myself thy mortal foe, with resolution, wheresoe'er I meet thee to plague thee for thy foul misleading me. And so, proud-hearted Warwick, I defy thee, and to my brother turn my blushing cheeks. Pardon me, Edward. I will make amends. And Richard, do not frown upon my faults, for I will henceforth be no more unconstant. Now welcome more, and ten times more beloved than if thou never hadst deserved our hate. Welcome, good Clarence. This is... Brother, like. Oh, passing traitor. Perjured. And unjust. What, Warwick? Wilt thou leave thy tent and fight, or shall we beat the stones about thine ears? Alas, I am not cooped here for defense. I will enter the field presently and bid thee battle. Edward, if thou darest. 
Yes, Warwick. Edward dares and leads the way. Come, lords, to the field. St. George in victory!
once more, a traitor. Clarence! What is the pause? With thy brave bearing, should I be in love? Exeter. But that thou art so fast, mine enemy. Nor should thy prowess want praise and esteem, but that it shows ignobly and in treason. yields the cedar to the axe's edge. Lo, now my glory smeared in dust and blood. Why, what is pomp, rule, reign, but earth and dust? And live we how we can, yet die we must. Warwick. Oh, Warwick. Warwick. Wert thou as we are, we might recover all our loss again. Look to my daughter, Oxford. Look to Anne. And keep her safe. <laughs> I bid you farewell. To meet in heaven.
Hang the traitor. Go send him hence, I will not hear him speak. God save King Henry! God save Queen Margaret! So part we sadly in this troublous world to meet with joy in sweet Jerusalem. Hello, when the youthful Prince Ned comes. <laughs> Ned! Bring forth the gallant. Let us hear him speak. <laughs> what? Can so young a thorn begin to prick? <laughs> Edward, and what satisfaction canst thou make for all the trouble thou hast turned me to? Speak like a subject, proud, ambitious York. <laughs> Suppose that I am now my father's mouth. Resign thy chair, and where I stand, kneel thou, traitor. By heaven, wretch will plague thee for that word. Peace, willful boy, or I will charm your tongue. Untutored lad, thou art impudent. I know my duty. You are all undutiful. Lascivious Edward, and thou... Perjured George, and thou, misshapen dick. Ned! I tell ye all, I am your better, traitors as ye are. And thou, you've surpassed my father's right and mine. <laughs> Take that! <laughs> <laughs> There I charge thee, bear her hence. Nay! Never bear me hence! Dispatch me here! Here! Oh, away with her and waft her hence to France. Where's Richard gone? To London. All in haste, and as I guess, to make a bloody supper in the tower. He's sudden if a thing comes in his head.
victory for York and victory for Edward, now Duke of York, soon to be a king. Would he were wasted, marrow, bones, and all, that from his loins no hopeful branch may spring to cross me from the golden time I look for. I, I do but dream on sovereignty. Like one that stands upon a promontory and spies a far off shore. So do I wish for the crown, being so far off. My eyes too quick, my heart o'erweens too much. Unless my hand and strength could equal them. Well, say there is no kingdom then for Richard. What other pleasure can the world afford? I'll make my heaven in a lady's lap. And which sweet ladies with my words and looks. Oh, miserable thought. And more unlikely than to accomplish 20 golden crowns. My love forswore me in my mother's womb and did corrupt frail nature with some bribe to shrink mine arm up like a withered shrub to place an envious mountain on my back where sits deformity to mock my body, to shape my legs of an unequal size, to disproportion me in every part like to a chaos! And am I then a man to be beloved? O oh, monstrous fault to harbor such a thought. The earth affords no joy to me. I'll make my heaven to dream upon the crown. And whilst I live, I count this world but hell. And yet I know not how to get the crown. For many lives stand between me and home. And I, like one lost in a thorny wood, seeking away and straying from the way, torment myself to catch the English crown. And from that torment, I will free myself, or hew my way out with a bloody axe. I smile and cry content to that which grieves my heart and wet my cheek. 
can I do this and can I get a crown? <laughs> Wear it farther off, I'll pluck it down. Good day, my lord. What did your book so hard? Sarah, leave us to ourselves. We must confer. Flies the reckless shepherd from the wolf. What scene of death have we two now to act? Suspicion always haunts the guilty mind. The thief doth fear each bush an officer. Oh, kill me with thy weapons, not with words. My breast can better brook thy dagger's point than can my ears, that tragic history. But wherefore didst thou come? Is for my life. Thinkst thou I am an executioner? A persecutor, I'm sure thou art. If murdering innocence be executing, why then thou art an executioner? Thy son I killed for his presumption. Hadst thou been killed when first thou didst presume Thou hadst not lived to kill a son of mine. And thus, I prophesy that many a thousand men for their sons, wives for their husbands, orphans for their parents, timeless deaths shall rue the hour that ever thou wast born. The owl shrieked at thy birth, an evil sign. Dogs howled, and hideous tempests shook down trees. Thy mother felt more than a mother's pain, and yet brought forth less than a mother's hope, to wit, an indigested and deformed lump. Teeth hadst thou in thy head when thou wast born, to signify thou camest to bite the world. And if the rest be true, which I'll hear no more, die prophet in thy sleep. For this amongst the rest was I ordained. I had for much more slaughter after this. Oh God, forgive my sins and pardon thee. See how my sword weeps. 
for the poor king's death. Oh, may such purple tears be always shed from them that wish the downfall of our house. If any spark of life be yet remaining, down, down to hell, and say, I sent thee thither. I that hath neither pity, love, nor fear. <coughs> <coughs> Indeed, tis true that Henry told me of. For often have I heard my mother say I came into this world with my legs forward. Had I not reason, think ye, to make haste and seek their ruin that usurped our right? Then, since the heavens hath shaped my body so, let hell make crooked my mind to answer it. I have no brother. I am like no brother. And this word, love, which greybeards call divine, be resident in men like one another and not in me. I am myself alone. Once more, we sit in England's royal throne, repurchased with the blood of enemies. But thus have we swept suspicion from our seat and made our footstool of security. Listen to me. I am the queen. I am the queen! Prince Edward, for thee, thine uncles and myself have in our armors watched the winter's night that thou mightst repossess the crown in peace. And of our labours thou shalt reap the gain. Clarence and Gloucester, kiss your princely nephew, brothers both. Thanks, noble Clarence, worthy brother. Love the tree from whence thou sprangst. Witness the loving kiss I give the fruit. kissed his master and cried all hail when as he meant all now am i seated as my soul delights having my country's peace and brother's loves 
Sound drums and trumpets. Hail the House of York. For here, I hope, begins our lasting joy. Discover how the dramatic battle scenes were staged. Go online to bbc.co.uk slash Shakespeare Lives. And the complete series of The Hollow Crown, The Wars of the Roses is available to buy, download and keep on BBC Store in our Shakespeare at the BBC collection. Next tonight here on BBC Two, financial disaster looms for Kevin Spacey in our film Margin Call. Thank you for listening to this episode of All Things Plantagenet. Remember, we also have a website, www.allthingsplantagenet.com, where you can find additional information and resources, as well as the other episodes. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.